Hey, everybody. Those Suma Guys podcast here coming on episode number 14. Uh, Sean and I are joined today by uh, James Smith, uh, a physical therapist who uh, who comes to our gym at Suma. And uh, we're here to chat with him today a little bit about his background and, you know, maybe how he got started in a CrossFit and uh, kind of hear from him from the from the eyes of a physical therapist, uh, what it looks like from his viewpoint. Um, Sean, you have anything to add to that uh, intro here? No, I'm, I'm excited to talk to Jim today. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Jim, how are you feeling today? Feeling good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's nice yeah. talking to you guys. Yeah, no problem. I guess the the way to start, I think, is just going to be a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, just give us a little background. I don't know. Did you play up growing sports, that kind of stuff? Yeah. What does your education look like? That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm a local guy. Grew up in Warrington. Went to uh, Archbishop Wood. So, I played a lot of sports. My sisters played sports. Um, so, it was mostly like football, basketball, baseball for a while. Then I went to Penn State for undergrad. Kind of... Went down two paths there, kind of went down the athletic training and then also like physical therapy path with that. Finally decided on physical therapy, um, graduated from there in like 11, worked for a little bit, kind of taking courses, prereqs. And then I uh, went to the University of St. Augustine down in Florida for PT school. So I have my doctorate in physical therapy from there. And uh, yeah, so actually between kind of Penn State and um PT school that's where uh CrossFit kind of came in so I was a friend of my sister's he started up a CrossFit gym um I think it's under a different name now but it's over towards like Southampton okay I was always yeah always kind of working out doing sports kind of missed it a little bit missed a little bit of the competition and just kind of wanted to try something new all right before we get too much into CrossFit I guess real quick question there that I got from you or what you were saying uh, what made you choose athletic or uh, personal there or physical therapy rather uh than athletic training what what sent you down that path i think yeah i think even out of high school that's kind of always what i wanted to do um i did like the sports aspect of it um and i think part of it was just kind of talking to my advisor and being like what are, what are we getting into here and uh it's it's a tough path for athletic training i mean you're especially at a big school like Penn state, like you're with the team a lot, like a lot of your time is spent trying to kind of juggle school and getting to practices and going to games. And, you know, depending on how, I guess, how far up you go, I mean, you can travel with the team, things like that. And I feel like I want it. I don't know. I kind of just made the decision. I wanted a little bit of sports, a little bit of injury prevention, a little bit of, you know, geriatric population kind of all over the place. I think that's kind of how I settled on PT. Yeah. Uh, you know, drawing a parallel is kind of the same thing with personal training. It was being able to touch all those populations and not be tied down by just specifically one. Um, obviously, your education level is way above ours. So <laughs> in that regard, um, I was gonna say you got your doctorate. I should have introduced you as Doctor James. <laughs> <laughs> I get that every once in a while. Every once in a while, people say that, but James doesn't feel good. You know, <laughs> it does. It is. I'm very proud of of doing all that. It's a lot of school. It's a lot of hard work, um, and yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad I did it. You gotta for all that schooling and all that work you gotta do. You gotta love what you do, and I do. I can honestly say every day I go to work. I, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the people I meet. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, that's interesting. 
I actually started uh, personal training for a very similar reason, trying to work with a a bunch of different populations like Sean mentioned as well. Gotcha. Uh, As you say, coming out of school, um, did you automatically come back up to the area or were you hanging out down in Florida for a little bit or were you doing? So I did come back. Yeah, we we did. We love Florida, me and my wife, but she is up from Syracuse and then has lived in Philly for, you know, the past like 15 years or so. And this is just where family is and this is home. So, yeah, yeah. We, we came home pretty quick. Yeah. Nice. Too warm. Uh, yeah. I mean, can't Syracuse really to Florida is like yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum, man. <laughs> this time of year, it's great. But, yeah, you talk to me in like May, June. You're not going outside much down in Florida. <laughs> you just stay in the air conditioning. <laughs> and now just talk a little bit about uh, current uh, where you're currently at. Where you Where do you practice out of and that kind of stuff? So I'm at uh, PT Solutions in uh, Sauterton, Pennsylvania. So it's probably about 25, 30 minutes from Suma. I've uh, been there four years now, a um, little over four years now. Um, and yeah, I've kind of got what I've been looking for. I stay, I've stayed in the same location for that long because I, I like the, the atmosphere. I like kind of the mixed up of sports and geriatrics and post-op, things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy I've stayed in one place for such a long time yeah yeah i was gonna say um for those of you that don't know out there uh jim helped me through my hip injury that i mentioned in prior uh, podcasts um you know when i was you know starting to get back into things i went to him for personal uh, for physical therapy and uh, he got me back on the right track and i'm feeling feeling good still so you know you know that i appreciate that um Let's get into why, uh, you know, when, how did you find CrossFit? You know, what started you down that road? You said you knew somebody who owned a gym in Southampton. uh, Yeah. And that's how we started doing it. Yeah. So he owned a gym there. Um, He uh, was talking to my sister. She did, I think like one or two classes, like foundation classes. And she was like, Hey, like you work out, you're doing five K's and stuff. I was like, yeah, try something different. I've kind of just heard about it a little bit. Um, and yeah, I was just hooked. I, I like, I don't know, just the competition. I liked um, kind of getting back into a little bit of Olympic lifting while also um, heavy cardio and switching things up and different exercises I hadn't heard of, like wall balls and <laughs> all these, yeah, like jumping up on boxes, climbing ropes. Like all, it was just, it was just neat. I just, I was hooked right away and yeah, stuck with it. Yeah, as a former athlete, you do it's it's weird. Like once you kind of get out of that space in your younger days, and like CrossFit was always that bridge for me as well, like to kind of get back into it and be like, oh man, kind of kind of miss this whole like you know, like that competitive piece or however you want to put it. But it, it was nice to kind of scratch that itch and kind of keep it going. Yeah. And the camaraderie too. It's, yeah. You're just you're in a you're in an atmosphere where everyone's just kind of cheering you on. You all coming from different backs of life and stuff and it was just it was just fun yeah and then mike and i have talked about this before in like kind of smaller ways but it's like that like the communal part of it of like team sports to now is like is something that you miss too and that's also very nice to kind of gain again yeah because like yeah like you said you have those like-minded people that are kind of trying to do the same thing and it's fun yeah yeah i came in uh through crossfit through this you know playing team sports prior as well and uh, yeah, you don't need to, you know, be a competitive person to enjoy CrossFit, but that's also yeah. how I kind of gotten in, got into it as well from the team sports arena. And it just, 
it always kind of spoke to me from that from that vantage point um so you started uh, what about before you started doing crossfit like what's your what was your prior experience with like lifting weights and that kind of stuff um in school things like that going through uh workouts for football um and then just kind of trying to keep up with it in college um getting into pt i kind of that's where i was kind of making the decision like do i want to really go into olympic do i want to try and work with athletes more kind of all over the place um but yeah i feel like i I had a pretty good understanding of kind of just movement. And then through like the basic courses through college, I got a little bit more out of it. Um, and yeah, just kind of, I always wanted to kind of stay active in some way. Um, so yeah, I feel like I had a, a decent understanding of kind of what was going on before I got into, to cross it. Nice. Now, yeah. uh, while, while you were in school, like for PT school, mm-hmm. did you get, uh, did you get to have exposure with, all of the different things like like you said geriatrics maybe more of the athletic piece of it kind of coming out of it and like yeah. you got to kind of feel put your feelers out and see which one you love like the most definitely so even before pt school you have to do so many hours just to get into it so i did um a couple of things around here like private outpatient like the etis and the novacares um skilled nursing facility um but then when you get into school, you learn a little bit more about pediatrics. And do you want to work at a place like CHOP and do PT mm. or something like torticollis? Do you want to get into wound care? Um, not my thing. Definitely. It's a little, <laughs> that's a, I have a lot of respect for people who do wound care for PT. Um, but yeah, so I did a um, skilled nursing facility for one of my internships. I also had the opportunity to work at Brooks Rehab down in Jacksonville, which was I would say 90% spinal cord injuries and then um, post-stroke, things like that. So that was really cool. I got into like working with people with exoskeletons and stuff on. So if you have a partial spinal cord injury, these kind of machines kind of like help you walk. Like it's, it's kind of like RoboCop kind of thing. Like if <laughs> you can send the message to your legs, this machine will pick it up and kind of help you walk. And I thought that was a, an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, and then I worked at a clinic kind of like I do now and that kind of just pulled me in and I kind of knew from there like this is what I wanted to do in this nice. setting yeah yeah now uh like when you were in school like I know you said you had uh, kind of heard about CrossFit started CrossFit kind of right out of school um like did you know the CrossFit's new relatively it's it's in and still in it's in like infantile stage as far as like everything else in the world as far as fitness goes um was there like any conversations especially like in pt school with like what crossfit was you know is it does it align with kind of the the norm in like the thought process in like the pt world uh kind of were there any any people like pushing back like if you talked about it (laughs) Yeah, so it um, it didn't come up too much in school. Like, it did a little bit, but surprisingly, like, um, everyone was kind of like us going into PT school. Like, a lot of, you know, D1 baseball players, um, runners, divers, a Clemson diver in my class, got a Florida State pitcher in my class, I had a, a D2 uh, linebacker in my class. So everyone was very active. And there were a couple of people that did CrossFit, too. Um, I didn't do it as much during PT school, just kind of bogged down with studying and everything else but I feel like um it probably wasn't just my class I'm sure everyone kind of goes through the same thing but I feel like the push of PT and even in PT school is 
it's it's not as much of the bad guy as you think it is. And more research is kind of coming out along those lines with just the injuries that come along with CrossFit are, are no more or less than soccer, football, Olympic lifting, things like that. So I feel like it was a little bit talked about and kind of that stereotype of like PTs don't really, you don't do CrossFit. CrossFit, CrossFit keeps PTs in business. It's not, it's not really how it's going now. I feel like from all the classes I've taken with PT Solutions, they offer a lot of continuing ed. I feel like if you don't do some kind of CrossFit or some kind of athletic training, something like that, whether it's lifting or running, then it's almost weird. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. very, very rare to see someone so against something like CrossFit now, which is nice. Yeah, because I, I, know, I know like, you know, being in the CrossFit sphere for a long time, it's like that's always been the stigma that like you you exactly said it's like keeping pts in business since 2010 or whatever yeah Yeah. uh but you know it is it is refreshing and i I hope it's it's kind of a relief on people's minds to you know that listen to this or come to the gym that it's it because i i do think that that's a, a really big thing that people fear is like i'm gonna get hurt doing this and like you said, you know, you're just as likely, if not more, getting hurt in a regular sport rather than CrossFit. I know most of my my major injuries came yeah. from from other sports and not CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I always I try and tell patients you'd rather have injuries of activity than injuries of a sedentary lifestyle. Mm. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, this is something that I talk about with uh, people in our family that you know, maybe don't exercise as much or not not as active. Uh, And a lot of them who are not active have all kinds of issues, whether Mm -hmm. they're getting, you know, joint replacements or, uh, you know, any, uh, any, you name it, they probably have it or, or something and they don't do anything. So it's like, would you rather be, you know, fit and healthy and have some, you know, and, and maybe have an occasional, I don't know, uh tendonitis or something you know like and which is a relatively minor uh thing to deal with uh than something like a replacement or uh you know uh, a chronic disease uh you know uh so it just it's just something that i always found really interesting uh an interesting kind of way of looking at it i love the way you put that yeah it's funny that you said that too mike because like when Mike and I were originally talking about the idea of having you on, it was like, I was trying to look up as much stuff as I could of, you know, like you said, in the physical therapist world of like their relationship with CrossFit. And um, I actually found one and it was very much like yourself. It was um, a lady who's a physical therapist. Um, and she was saying, uh, you know, the CrossFitters are specifically, you know, they're already bought in on changing their healthier lifestyle. And it's like doing away with any of the metabolic stuff, like the the diabetes, the what you know, name it. And it's kind of like you said too, Jim. It's that um, she was on the line of like it's the you know the the injuries are so low as far as what people assume they're going to be, mm-hmm. but it's like they're much better off buying into the healthier lifestyle than sitting on their couch and dying that way or getting hurt or whatever you know. Exactly. You know, Yep. My easiest patients are the ones who have some kind of athletic background. And if they do CrossFit, even better. So you said they're bought in. They know it it takes time. It takes consistency. And um, yeah, it's hard work. It is hard work. You you don't want to. It's tough when you see someone who 
and some of it I feel like is generational. It's tough when you see someone who's like, I've never been on a treadmill. I've never mm-hmm. been on an elliptical. I've never done any of this. And I'm kind of like afraid, like if I run too much, you're going to have bad knees. If you do too many sports and skiing, you're going to, your hips are going to go. Like that's mm-hmm. not the case. It's, it's, you want to stay active. Notion is lotion. All kinds of these sayings are, <laughs> are, are definitely true. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you find that like generationally it is, there is a different mindset as far as like, you know, the, the boomer, like baby boomers versus mm-hmm. the Gen Xers versus the, like, and kind of, you know, exercises wasn't as readily available or looked upon as, as favorable 50 years ago as it is now. Like, do you find that even when you're working with people? Definitely, your practice? Definitely. Yeah. So I, I, like I was saying, the big push is to be active now and things like um, preventing falls. Uh, mm. You want to be strong. You need explosive movements. If you think about a fall, it's a quick thing and it's a quick reaction to help yourself from falling. So it is with the older generation, it is uh, a little bit of a shock to them. I'm, I'm asking them to deadlift something, but then mm-hmm. you try and relate it to them. You say, well, do you have to pick up your grandchild from the ground? Do you have to pick up groceries off the ground, things like that. And it is, it's, it's, it's definitely the younger generation definitely understands it more. And I think wants to stay active and, and isn't as afraid of it. Um, and like you said, the older generation just wasn't really something that happened as much with exercise for help yeah nice um well and on that note too is that like do you find um like when you work with people too they're they're more geared towards um if we go over like common injuries that you'll probably see it's like their understanding um of like how do i get better like is is it again generationally is it a little bit easier one way or another like they really see the benefit of like trying to be like i'm i I work with people they're like it's never going to get better i'm just going to be living with you know x y or z forever and like Mm -hmm. they that's a hard thing to kind of overcome in a lot of people's minds um especially my in my like uh life it's been usually the tendency is like the older people usually are the ones that are a little bit more steadfast and like their their convictions of of like it's over yeah do it you know yeah um but like uh when when it comes to those common injuries um like what what are what are the most common ones that you typically see like when in your daily life at your practice um, so it's funny, it kind of goes in the streets. So after once COVID was kind of calming down, everyone wanted to get a bike and everyone wanted to go hiking and everyone wanted to go outside. And we just got an influx of plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis and all these things of, of just people want to get out of their houses. Um, then there could be months where I just get all knee replacements and hip replacements. Um, <laughs> lately, I feel like it's a lot of shoulders. I'm getting some rotator cuff repairs, things like that. Um, feel like shoulders is a lot of times what you see um shoulder and back from like crossfit things like that um but yeah it comes in waves um and then you kind of mix in there i'll do pelvic floor therapy sometimes we'll do vertigo trying to help with dizziness things like that and then going back to that generational a lot of it is everyone's so used to just knowing how to walk and then when you get to your 70s and 80s Things kind of dim down. Your, your nerves aren't quite as sharp as they used to be. Your sight might not be as sharp as it used to be. And you kind of have to relearn how to walk. And it's like you hmm. said, they're kind of set in their ways. This is just what happens when you get older. Yeah. Um, but there's ways to fix that for sure. And 
And yeah, that's usually, that's kind of a, a good mix of what I see, at least right now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, ahead, yeah. I was just going to say, um, yeah, I was kind of expecting, it was, it was interesting. The plantar fasciitis one is interesting. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, when you look at injury rates and stuff like that, uh, you know, from the ones that the data that I've seen running is usually high up on there. And like, maybe like people who are getting back into, like you said, like walking or running. Uh, and that was an easy thing for people to do over COVID. So, you know, one of the the most common things that we see to, yeah, is when people like spike up their mileage too soon and they get mm -hmm. things like plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendonitis or knee tendonitis or patellar tendonitis um, from the, from like that kind of stuff. So that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Like during COVID, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people took up running during COVID or tried. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a, like you said, it's that huge spike. We go from being told to stay in your house and like be safe. <laughs> and then you're like, all right back at it we're okay let's go and just you go all out it's like that first time you go to the gym and you get the uh, new year's resolution and they're just like all right we're gonna spend a good two hours in the gym and then you just can't move for a while like your body it takes some time you got to get used to it you got to train um we're all kind of athletes in our own way it takes you gotta you gotta ease into something like that and yeah injuries happen yeah and then I guess we could dig into this part too is like the other one the other ones you mentioned are ones that I thought you were going to mention like uh like back and shoulders which tend to be common ones that maybe we see in the gym too you know uh so maybe we could dive into like maybe those two um and talk a little bit more about that so like what are common things that you see let's talk about the back yeah so the back is usually um complaints of older population is a lot of stiffness a lot of discomfort um I always try and tell people, don't always go by the imaging. You know, if you x-ray somebody from 60 and up, we all have some kind of degenerative disc disease, stenosis, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so, yeah, I see a lot of that. Um, and a lot of it is, I don't know if it's fear, but, yeah, I think it's 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 hesitancy to get back into activity and thinking just like, oh, my, my discs are, are shrinking, like, that's it. Like, this is just what happens. Um, and then in the younger population, not to get too deep into it, but when you're younger, you have more fluid in the disc. So more likely you're going to see like disc herniations, disc bulging when you're younger. Um, so I do see that a good amount. Um, definitely in the neck too, if we're going to stay on spine and some of that is, you know, there's no perfect posture, um, but we're all at work. We all kind of curl forward a little bit. You start to get like pinched nerves in your neck. You start to get a little like cramping, muscle tightness, things like that. So I have seen a lot of that too, um, especially with um, moving to home, working from home. You're going to be on yeah. your computer for most of the day. And it kind of, when you're in your house, you know, it's nice if you can get things done, but you're still going to spend a good amount of hours just staring at a computer screen. So I feel like I've seen a lot of that too. Yeah, um, definitely yeah. a big influx in people working from home uh, in recent years. Yeah. 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 And then just to dig into that a little bit more. So like, uh, what do you think are some of the common issues that you see in these people? Like, is there any commonalities between the people with the back injuries? Like it's almost, you, it's almost always weakness. It's always some kind of weakness mm -hmm. or muscle imbalance. Um, not to say that it's always, you know, if you sit all day, you're going to have tight hip flexors. Not always the case, but usually there's, you're just not, you don't have enough support for your low back to do what you need to do the way you used to. Um, so a lot of times what we're concentrating on is people always think of the core as just your abs, 
your low back, but the hips are just important to that equation, um, flexibility, um, and being able to control when you pick something up from the ground, when you twist, like, yes, twisting and lifting is, has its inherent, you know, vulnerability to the spine, but you, your body is not frail. You should be able to do all this. You should be able to kind of relearn how to use those muscles. Um, and yeah, I would say nine times out of 10, there is some kind of diagnosis, like I said, with the disc or narrowing around the nerves, but it's almost always some kind of weakness. You just haven't used, use those muscles the way you should be. Yeah. That was going to be one of my questions, uh, coming up too, was like, do you find that most people's, um, issues when they're coming in, uh, aren't necessarily from an exact injury, like you know, a crushing injury or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's more of like, like you said, it's a weakness that is now over time kind of played into something that is now caused and kind of raised its head up. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I would, like I said, you, you, you probably had stenosis and DJD and degenerative disc disease. It's just over time, your body mm-hmm. was able to compensate, your body was able to work with it and you just didn't do anything to correct it. So the actual, you know, you weren't able to support the spine. You the way you need it to mm-hmm. and that's usually what we need to address yeah and then with that like i said comes muscle tightness usually tight muscles or weak muscles so mm. we always try and correct that do you find the same uh, sort of issues with the shoulders as well like with as, like along with the back as far um, as yeah yeah to a point, I feel like, yeah you get the rounded shoulders and i think um it kind of goes into um what you're doing so if it's an overhead athlete more mm-hmm. you're going to get pictures you're going to get i got a, a couple water polo players one year and that is a very you know strenuous yeah. sport on the shoulder just because the way they cradle the ball the way they throw it it's just it's not a normal throw um things like that and it's just just the anatomy of the joint it's a a large ball and a small tee it's like a golf ball on a tee there's not a lot of depth to it like a hip would have um so yeah you need to strengthen the rotator cuff um and just kind of help with the way the shoulder moves with the scapula and the shoulder and all that. But yeah, it's kind of reteaching people how to use their shoulder, how to activate their shoulder. Um, I've used a lot of the exercises we do at SUMA, kind of like the <laughs> scap squeezes and the protractions and things like that. Like you got it, you got to do those basics. You got to relearn like, how does my shoulder work when I want to do these things? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's a lot of it is weakness and, you know, mixed in there with obviously the arthritis and the bone spurs and the tears and things like that. But yeah, I know um, I'm happy that we're talking about like backs and shoulders, because that's really like two of the most common that we see, mm-hmm. like while at Suma and throughout the day is a lot of people with the tight shoulders that have, you know, strained the rotator cuff or like you said, it's they have some kind of disc issue going on that, you know, they, they, they get really hesitant to do anything then. And they kind of put up this wall of like, um, you know, any movement overhead or hinging forward in my hips is, is bad. Um, and it, it, like, I wanted to get your take on it is in that moment when people have that kind of, um, like trepidation to do stuff like that, do they, I feel like they almost are putting themselves in more of harm's way because they're trying to like not use the proper muscles and then they're just trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, do you kind of, like see that often too it's like you know i don't yeah. want i don't want to tighten anything but i'm gonna just yeah. rip my everything with my lower back yeah yeah <laughs> now people are yeah you um 
yeah, you, you're, some people want to rest. If you get hurt, it's like, all right, well then I, I'm never doing that again. Like I did it. Exactly. Shoveling. Yeah. I did it shoveling snow. Well, well, can't do that anymore. Like that's, I'll get my son to do it or I'll get my you know grandson to do it. Like, no, you, like I said, you're not frail. Your body's supposed to be able to do all these mm-hmm. things. It's just, there's, there's training along the way. There's right ways to do it. There's certain muscles that need to be strengthened to do it the way that you need to do it. But um, very rarely is an injury just an automatic never do that again yeah like kibosh on everything yeah, just, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. i'm always hesitant to tell people like well you think i should just stop running now all the time I'm like no no never completely shut it down do some kind of walking some kind mm-hmm. of cardio it's the worst when you just take a rest knee starts to feel better back starts to feel better and then you go back and do it again then you're just going to get hurt again because you didn't do anything to fix it um, so shutting down completely is always I try to avoid that. Amen, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I guess my question, next question is, <clears throat> yeah, I had a bunch of people recently uh, who were at the gym, members of the gym who are like re- relatively new. And they were like, my, you know, son's cousin's friend said that mm-hmm. I shouldn't do CrossFit because I'm going to get hurt. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I know. Um, and, uh, but, uh, my question is like, I I was just want to try and like reframe it a little bit. Like, um, you know, should people expect to like have little knocks and stuff when they're working out or like when they're being active in general, not even working out. Um, and like, what's like, cause I feel like there's different, like when people are saying like, Oh, I'm scared of getting hurt. I think like, we have different ideas of what that means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like is getting hurt like tendonitis or is it like, mm-hmm. you know, needing like a, 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 a rotator cuff tear? You know, there's yeah. like, those are two very different injuries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, start, you can go down the rabbit hole of pain science. That's another big thing coming through physical therapy is getting people to just to understand like what is being hurt. What, what is normal mm-hmm. muscle soreness? What is, what is a tendonitis? Um, things like that. And yeah, a lot of his education, just educating people like mm. what to expect when you, when you do this, like any other sport, there is a, there's a, there's growing pains to it. You're going to have aches and pains. Things are going to come up, but in the long run, you're, you're getting stronger. Um, and you're, you're, you're making your body just kind of better at yes, exercising, but also what you just do in your daily life. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep going down that 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 route then too, because that was yeah. kind of my next question is like, you know, what are the benefit what are the benefits that you see to patients that come in your door who work out? Like mm-hmm. what what do you see that uh with those people? Um, like I said, the, they're automatically bought into it and they can kind of understand it a little better, kind of regardless of, of what they do. Um, if it's a nerve injury, nerves need nutrition too. So you need that cardiovascular strain to your body. You need increased blood flow. Um, so people who exercise, um, it's nice because they, they're trying to get back to a, a certain level and their desire to get back to that, I think drives them to stick with PT. Um, and I think their mindset coming from like an exercise background is meshing really well with the mindset of a lot of physical therapists nowadays. Um, you just, you need to be active in one way or the other, it's going to help almost all injuries, whether it's just more nutrition to the tissue, um, more strength, 
and support to the joint, more strength and support to the spine. Like it's just all around. It's, it's just really helpful when you have someone who has that kind of background to them. Yeah. But I mean, I can attest to that too. It's like, even when I was in physical therapy, like, or actually I'll take a step back. It's when I've worked with people like clients individually and they've got a knee replacement or anything like that, their doctors, physical therapists are so much happier when they've been exercising, you know, three, four times a week leading into like one of those replacement injury or uh, surgeries, because they're like, you're going to be so much better off than somebody who's been sitting in a bed for, you know, months at this point. Oh yeah. I, I always tell people, yeah, I was like, um, every once in a while I get lucky enough to kind of catch them before a replacement. And I mm. feel like that's becoming more and more common prehab has drastically changed the recovery time on my patients that have had mm. knee replacements going in and um knowing what to expect what exercises you need to do what stretches you need to do um how it's going to help you for the recovery i had a patient who is i want to say 88 and she came in before her knee replacement you don't usually see replacements uh kind of that late in life Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the easiest recoveries I think I've ever had. It was just <laughs> her range of motion came back so quickly. She got off the walker so quickly. She didn't use a cane. Like every, it just doing something, doing exercise, having that active lifestyle just puts you ahead of the game before any kind of replacement like that. Yeah. It's like, you're more, you know, you build up a tolerance, you're more resistant and then something does go wrong and you only mm-hmm. drop a little bit versus yep. the person who was already down here and now they got hurt and they're uh, falling apart. Exactly. Exactly. You can't see where my hand is on the podcast, but it's going down. <laughs> but, uh, it was, that's a, what great, I was, gonna... it was a great image for me and Jim though. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, and I was going to ask, uh, like, so let's say, you know, I think I know what you're going to say me now, but if uh say you do get hurt all right say you do have like a little nagging injury what's the first thing you would tell people to do kind of just regardless of whatever injury like 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 in general i guess you should say yeah come see me obviously um but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it kind of it it does you have to you know you know your your body better than i do most of the time you you know what you're feeling you can kind of interpret it um so it kind of goes back to like how did it happen was it like a a nagging thing that kind of just like crept up more and more and more over the weeks or was it like an abrupt like I lifted this and this kind of went out of whack what's going on but yeah you you do I think it is it's if it's an injury that's affecting your your daily life um having a hard time putting a cup away in the shelf or putting plates away things like that um when it gets to that point yeah you got you have to see a professional and get it mm-hmm. looked at and see what's going on um and then yeah, I would say yeah, it comes back to like, what do you want out of your, your daily life too? Mm. Um, so if it's affecting you that much, try not to fight your way through it. I know there's a lot of us are stubborn. I'm kind of the same <laughs> way, but you do, you need to figure out kind of what's going wrong. Like what, why did it happen? It very rarely is it just like, oh, I just like, picked this up the wrong way and I tweaked it. Like something else was there. If it didn't happen, then it was going to happen another time. Um, mm. So definitely get it looked at, get it checked out. Um, talk to people who you think can help you out. Like I think I would, I would come to you guys too, as, as people at the gym and be like, Hey, I got this thing going on in my shoulder. Cause you guys know what's going on. You know what they've been doing in the gym. You kind of, you have a good understanding of what they've been doing out in the, in the community. So just get educated, find yeah. out what's going on. Yeah, Man, like, that's refreshing. Yeah. As yeah. I say, that's really refreshing to hear too. Um, Cause I, I do think that most people just don't, um, 
take the time to educate themselves uh, on certain things like that. And I think there's this like quick draw reaction to be like, I did something in my shoulder. I got to go to my doctor and they're just going to be like surgery right off the bat. Right. Like it does happen. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, it's a big push in PT too, is just, you know, we want to be the first people that see it. Um, we want to yeah. see what's going on. We have the education for it. We, we know what we have to send out. If it's looking bad and you need an MRI and you need to get in front of an orthopedic surgeon, we'll say that. If it's something that's, you know, routine and we can take care of it and we can kind of phase you back into working out and sticking with working out where you don't have to just cut it cold turkey and be like, oh, not doing, going to the gym for the next month. Like, yeah. and that's great. But yeah, if you can, if you can get to a professional, um, a PT, um, I think it's, it's for the best for you. Yeah. Now yeah. I have a question kind of, kind of along this line. It's not made to start any like turf wars between physical therapists and doctors, yeah. you know, um, like medical doctors, but it's, uh, um, I know like I've personally worked with people and they're like, my doctor said no more squatting ever, you know? And, um, I think that there is a, this piece in like people's minds. It's like when they do go see their, you know, maybe it's their, um, you know, uh, regular normal doctor that they go to and they say something like that, they're automatically going to, you know, take it as gospel and be like, done <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you. Like, I think going to somebody like yourself where it's, you are now strictly movement based and like trying to, to do something like that is so much more beneficial um because i think that people do get a little scared like we're talking about with injuries and being hurt and things that they're like they want to shut it down they want somebody to tell them no like they want somebody to to be like don't do it anymore because then that's easy to do yeah Um, yeah and i i do think like it's like you said it's it's a little bit harder to go to somebody like yourself and then you're like nope i want you to keep working out but we're going to give you stuff to do yeah and uh but they're going to be so much better in the long run man like um, yeah. I, I really hope that people kind of listen to this and take it, take this as gospel of like, try to, to find somebody like yourself or like, you know, like another professional, um, to help them kind of bridge the gap between when they're hurt and getting back to normal, normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, and, you know, it's, it comes from both sides. It's, it's the, the public needs to get educated and also me and, my colleagues as physical therapists, we need to educate the, um, the primary care physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of schooling, obviously, for a doctor. And, and I would never try and overstep my boundaries and my scope of practice um, for different, um, like diabetes or cardiac issues or pulmonary issues, things like that. But when it comes to movement, we got it. Like we, We're the specialists. Yeah. We know what's going on. Um, it breaks my heart that that sometimes is what people are told from doctors is that don't squat. Like you got to take it easy. You have something going on with your knee or your hips. Like, um, you can go on any PT Instagram or anything like that. And you'll see the memes of people saying like, Oh, I can't do this anymore. Cause the doctor told me and it's just mm-hmm. people their eyes. And it's like, <laughs> it is, it is. You know, I, I hate hearing that. It's just like, Oh, my doctor told me I, I can't do these squats anymore. We got to find something else. It's like, no, we can there's ways there's ways to do this you you can you can get back to this this isn't a, a drastic change to your lifestyle just because of this injury yeah like you said earlier motion is lotion so yeah yeah when you feel when you feel like you can't move that's usually the times you gotta move yeah nice i mean i'm pretty happy with what we what we touched on today anything else you want to ask jim sean 
Uh, I'm tapped out. I got that was everything <laughs> on my list. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Jim, we appreciate yeah. you coming on and, uh, and, and, you know, trying to, again, trying to get the education out there to people. I think this is just how we, you know, how we get good information out there. This might be yeah, my yeah. So we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to mention, you're our first official guest. That's like oh, outside awesome. of our family. That's not, that's not Crystal and Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am honored guys. I'm honored guys. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, I, just, I love talking about this stuff and I'm glad more and more people can hear about this and, just take control of your own bodies. You know, you're, you're stronger than you think you are. Awesome. All right, man. I'll see you. We'll see you at the gym. Yeah. Have a great week. Yeah, you too.